We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the pregame show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Yes, yes, yes. And what a beautiful morning it is. 5 a.m. The birds are chirping. They might not be chirping just yet, but they're going to be chirping because it's Victory Monday in the Bay. The Niners took care of business. Never a doubt. Never a doubt in the world. Clay Day was a success in every sense of the word. He is back, and some might say better than ever. The way he took care of his business and showed up, it was like he never left. Too soon to say that? Too soon to say that? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. But when he dunked the way he dunked and started making those threes the way he has made them in the past, it felt like old times. It felt like the world was right again, okay? But as we know, football is king. So I think the way we're going to break this down today, we're going to do some Niners. We're going to talk about the Niners because, look, that's the thing. In the National Football League, you can enjoy these wins, but not for long. The Niners got work to do. Now they go to Dallas. We're going back to the 90s with this one. So we're going to get into some Niners action. And then the rest of the show, we're going straight up Clay Day. We're going straight up Clay Day. So let's get right into the Niners. They're down 17-3 at halftime. It doesn't look good at all. It doesn't look good at all. I mean, the the Twitter verse looked like World War III. That's what it looked like. I mean, everything was going downhill. Jimmy Jimmy G is doing bad Jimmy G things. As we say, there's good Jimmy G and bad Jimmy G. We really only saw bad Jimmy G. In the first half. And we spent so much time this week, Trey or Jimmy, really the whole season, but specifically with Thumbgate this past week. The choice was Jimmy. And and like I said, it didn't look great. He still gets 316 yards, one TD, and of course, the Jimmy G, two interceptions. But as the Jimmy G apologists always say, the guy finds a way to win ball games. And I don't know what it is about that under two minute offense. But Jimmy G turns into Dan Marino. He turns into Tom Brady. He turns into these guys that you do not see him as throughout the rest of the game. 
And a lot of people might say, well, we don't know what it is. I just said that. We don't know what it is. But is it that we don't know? Because it's probably pretty simple, right? You get to the end of the game, and the other team wants you to keep the clock rolling. And what does Jimmy G do best? Throw between the numbers. So he's got that wide open. He's looking like a kid on Christmas being able to throw to these guys because he was never going to the sidelines anyway. So he's able to to get into his offense that makes him feel very comfortable. And next thing you know, they're scoring touchdowns. They're doing they're doing things that they haven't been able to do the whole game. And we'll get into the Rams a little bit because that 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 question that is always asked, good win for the Niners or bad loss for the Rams? I am the king of both things can be true. And in this situation, I really do feel that both things can be true, okay? But we do, like I said, I know everybody is excited right now. The, the, the text line is already going, 888-957-9570. Keep them rolling in. I want to hear from you, whether it's about the Niners, whether it's about Clay Day. We're just getting started right here. Jawan Jennings shows up, catches a pass from Debo Samuel. And Debo Samuel, if you look at the box score, Debo Samuel was a part of every offensive category. Passing, rushing, and receiving. I don't know if anybody has seen, I mean, it, it, I, 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 most people have, but if you haven't seen Friday Night Lights, you need to. You can watch the show and you definitely got to watch the movie. But he just reminded me of Booby Miles out there. And he can pass. I mean, he, he was doing it all, and we know that he always does it all. But on this day, the MVP of that team, yes, the MVP of the Niners, showed up when it mattered most. And other guys stepped up. Look, we've talked about Ambry Thomas multiple times, okay? He's still a rookie out of Michigan. Go blue. And what does he do? No, No big deal. Just comes up with the interception to seal the victory and make sure the Niners get into the playoffs. We knew, come on, Falcons, you're not going to take care of business, right? Sometimes you got to take the bull by the horns and make your own destiny. And that's what the Niners did. Now they head into Dallas. And I'm going to be honest, that's another team that I don't know how they deal with physicality. And we, we've said it before on this show. The Niners play really hard, right? Like, like just like how everybody has a type, right? You have a type. You, you like a person and, and how, they, how they look. You're attracted to a certain type of person. Kyle Shanahan, they draft certain type of people. And they draft people that like to hit and like to hit really, really hard. And I don't care if you're on offense and I don't care if you're on defense. If you hit hard, Kyle Shanahan will find you. And look, we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know if it would be Jimmy G. We didn't know if it would be... Trey Lance, but what we did know is that all they wanted was a shot at the tournament, as they say. So let's hear Kyle Shanahan talking about that specific situation. Our guys are real resilient. Now I've been, I've been very proud of them, and I'm just glad that we get to go into the tournament and be a part of it. Because regardless of what happened today, I was going to be very proud of those guys. And you know, our goal every year is to get in the tournament, so you got a chance at the ultimate one. And um, you know, our guys, I think it's real hard when, you know, you have a season where you lose four in a row. You know, most places, um, when you lose four in a row, guys, it's tough to keep guys together. And just the, 
the character in our building and the players and just everyone around it's it makes it easy and you can just focus on your job and keep fighting and that's what our guys have done all year they just kept fighting not worried about anything else and um, in the meantime i think we've gotten better each time doing that and we've been able to overcome some injuries too there you go and, and i like that sure you got to bring up the injuries but every team has had injuries and now this year with covid it, it, it's it's been another year to remember right another season to remember but there's no excuses and Kyle wasn't going to make any, any excuses if they didn't get in, but they did. And now you head into the playoffs, and I'm going to be honest, we, we, what teams feel really, really good? What teams feel better than the Niners right now, specifically in the NFC? I mean, you have the Cardinals, right, that couldn't, couldn't really take care of business against the, against the Seahawks. You have the Rams, who we know – that the, the I, I posted it on Twitter yesterday, the, the, the Pedro Martinez line, right, with the Yankees, uh, you know, sometimes uh, the, the Yankees, the Yankees are my daddy, right? Like, like, that's how it feels. I mean, Sean McVay, he's never going to say something like that. But there is some really, really strong ownage going on here. That's six straight, seven and three, and Jalen Ramsey earlier in the week said that, hey, we know that they've beat us and things like that, but they don't have mind control over us. Are you sure? Are you sure? Because 17 and three, and I'm going to tell you right now, if you're a Niner fan, I know you saw this too. Once they get to 17, Sean McVay is in in the end zone, you know, dapping up his, his team. And it's kind of like, kind of corny. What are you doing there? What are you doing in the end zone? And after that, 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 that was the equivalent of, you know, that, that Cam Newton, that Cam Newton gift when he just shakes his head or that Derek Carr meme. Maybe we'll get to a little Derek Carr just in the name of Steven. Shout out to the Raiders. That Derek Carr meme where he's just sitting there staring, uh, looking like he's got bad things on his mind on the bench. You can't be out there. It, it was just, he, he thought it was over. He thought it was over. The Niners go into halftime down 17-3, but they know it's not over. And they know that, again, you look at the score. You know, there's certain scores that always look a little bit worse than they actually are. I feel like 17-3, when in reality you're not down by that much, just two possessions. And in basketball, I feel like that when it's 20-9, to it looks really bad, but you're really only down 11 points. But because it's a 20 and a 9, it looks pretty bad. So, so let's, let's hear some, some sound on Shanahan and what their mindset was going in at halftime. It was great. It made it a lot easier coming in after that field goal, which was huge. I thought the defense, I just said to him, you guys have been playing unbelievable. We just got to figure out how to get off on third down, which is, is a big deal. And then offense, I just thought it was great that we I didn't have to say much because we finished with a field goal. I think we had like 15 plays there in the first half. I, wanna, I think it was like five runs, 10 passes. Couldn't get it going. Had some bad sacks. Had, I think we had a penalty. Didn't have some very good down and distance, but we finished with points and we knew we were starting with the ball. Uh, so that just allows you to focus right away that if we do our job, it'll be one score real fast. Yeah, I mean, look, you hear people say that momentum may not be a real thing. I don't know I don't know if those people don't don't watch sports as much as they think they do or what the case is, because in my opinion, it really is a real thing. And when you come out the gates, 17-3, you immediately score. Now it's 17-10. And the Rams, they know. 
something is going to happen. You know, they know they have to keep their foot on the gas. And now they're not breathing as easy. Now they're not, nobody's partying in the, in the end zone anymore. So they come out, make sure that they set the tone, and the Rams just weren't able to handle it. And to be honest, this one's on. And like I said, two things can be true. The Niners did a really good job to come back, and they hung around. And look, the Rams, they lose a lead, and they didn't necessarily fold either. But if you're Sean McVay, you're 17-3 to at halftime. You're partying in the end zone, okay? You realize what's on the line. The Cardinals lose, which they did. You win the NFC West. But you couldn't figure it out. And you want to know why? Because Kyle Shanahan just seems to have your number. He just seems to have your number. And if they meet in the playoffs, we don't even know if they're going to meet in the playoffs at this point. What do you do if you're the Rams? Where do you go from here? Where do you go from here when everything was going well for you? You had that team in a position when they were down and out and you could not finish the job. You could not get it done. But how about Ambry Thomas, like we talked about earlier? Look, hot and cold, I think a lot of times you forget that this kid is a is just a rookie because he's had to grow up very quickly, and really he's grown up right before our eyes. Talk about being thrown in the pool and learning how to swim. And, and we know when you play on a team with expectations, the expectations, you need to meet them. And Ambry Thomas, at times, did not meet them. But fortunately for him, it's a long season, and he got a lot of reps. It's what this whole thing is about. You get a lot of reps in there, and you just got to keep working. You got to keep working, and that's exactly what he did. Jawan Jennings, huge game. He's catching, he's catching passes from all around. He, he, he did his thing as well. But ultimately, you have to give credit where credit is due when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo has seen a lot of hate, a lot of hate. And we all have, right? No matter what job you do, people don't like you. People, people think somebody can do better. But Jimmy Garoppolo, and, and I've been critical of him as well, his calm demeanor, right? I, I'm more of a guy. I'm more of a Draymond guy. I like to see you fired up. I like when Tom Brady gets fired up. I like when OBJ gets fired up. I like when people get fired up. But Jimmy Garoppolo, calm, steady, all the time. And in situations like this, this is where you this is where you enjoy it. This is where you like it because you go down 17 to 3. Some of these guys that are a little high and low, you, you get too high when things are good, Sean McVay partying in the end zone or you get too low. But Jimmy Garoppolo was able to stay steady, keep his team in that same mindset, and it was honestly like nothing happened. It was honestly like, okay, we got we got a little bit of work to do. But again, is there mind control? Because you come out, immediately score, and the Rams just didn't know what to do. They just didn't know what to do. So going back to the drama that we had this whole week as far as, you know, who was going to start and, and uh, whether it was going to be Trey or, or Jimmy, now that the cat's out the bag and we know what the plan was all along, Let's hear from Jimmy on when he knew he'd be the starter. I think it was Tuesday. We did the throwing session. I think it was Tuesday. We did the throwing session. Yeah. 
sorry, a little problem with the sound there. Um, but it was Tuesday. He did a throwing session, and it, and it sounded pretty good, uh, and he felt pretty good. And, you know, kudos to Kyle for keeping people on their toes trying to figure out um, – you know, whether they're going to have to prepare for Trey or Jimmy. Ultimately, they, we thought that there would be a lot more packages where you would see Trey Lance, but, you know, they stick to the plan. They they felt like they had the, the recipe, and that's the thing. We talked yesterday about this. The recipe may not have had as much sugar this time, may not have had as much salt, but they knew it was still good enough to taste pretty good, and as in taste pretty good, I mean beat – the Rams, and that's exactly what they did. That's exactly what they did. So, look, now you move forward. Let's take a look at some of these matchups, some of these NFL matchups going forward, specifically the NFC. Niners, they head in to Dallas, right? They, it, it's going to be tough, but again, I think you go in there, you hit him in the mouth quick, and, you know, Dak, the Dak and Dunk, the the they have – a lot of people like to say the three, the three, what? The three best wide receivers together, right? That best core in the league. But if you don't allow them to run around and, and if you don't allow them to run around and do what they want to do, right? And have Dak get comfortable, that's where it's, it's very similar to the Rams, right? They're all these teams that are very offensive focused, they're, they're front runners. So if you can get in their way, now you have issues, right? Now, over. The other NFC matchups, you got the Eagles going to the Buccaneers. Don't count out the Eagles there. Do not count out the Eagles there because the Bucs, they've been hot and cold. They've had injuries, all those types of things. If the Eagles can stick to their game plan, obviously Jalen Hurts rested. You never know. They and stink. You think so? You think so? I, I I give the Eagles absolutely no chance against the Bucs in that game. I gotta look up the uh I gotta look up the the, the line on that one. Because, you know, a, a puncher's chance. Give me a puncher's chance. I think that's fair. It's fair enough. Then you get Cardinals, Cardinals, Rams. And to me, that, that's a coin flip because both of these teams have shown up in situations. What do you got for me? Yeah, so uh, Eagles at Bucks right now. Bucks are going at minus nine. So they are nine-point favorites over the Eagles right now. Nine-point favorites. You know, that's what Vegas does. That's, like, perfect. Right, that, that, that's perfect. What I wouldn't take that bet. I personally wouldn't take that bet. I mean, I guess the, the, the safe money would probably be to, to give the Eagles the points, but I think straight up the Bucks are going to win that. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. And now you're looking at Cardinals, Rams, and that's just a, a battle of teams that have done well in the front end, really just trying to hang around and. and end up limping into the playoffs where at times they were both Super Bowl favorites. I would say Rams going into the season more than the Cardinals. The Cardinals were a bit more of a surprise. Maybe you think Kyler Murray is a, is a tad ahead of schedule. He gets banged up, very similar to Lamar Jackson in that way. So so who knows? And the Rams, they, they're coming off a situation where they could have taken care of business, and they didn't. So let's go to the text line. Yeah. Right. How about the best game of the year last night? That was an insane game, and you have to admit, no one had the Raiders winning it with all they have been through. I agree. I agree. R.I.P. Madden. Hey, 
I don't think anybody is going to disagree with you with that. I mean, for the Raiders to come back the way they did, the Chargers to, I mean, they're they're going for it on fourth when they're on their own 18-yard line. Just a bizarre, a bizarre turn of events. And it actually looked like they might tie for a bit. Now the whole thing is going down. Did the did the timeout matter? I, I tweeted that it did matter. People were saying they were going to run either way. How about this? Can we just agree that maybe it's just a mentality? Maybe they just ran a little harder because you take that timeout and uh, the Chargers head coach said that they were just making sure that they had their, their correct personnel out there. Maybe, maybe, but, you know, it was kind of unspoken at that time. Hey, maybe we just kind of, see this thing through, and sorry to the Steelers, that didn't end up happening, and now the Chargers are at home, and and look, we love Justin Herbert, and everybody thinks he's going to be really good. He's really good right now. People think he's going to be a Hall of Fame talent eventually, but I mean, again, beginning of the season, they're beating the Chiefs, they're beating the Raiders. It, it looks like everything is going their way, and they do not even make the playoffs. They do not even make the playoffs, and quickly, just to run through the rest of the AFC, so now the Raiders head to Cincinnati, and really, I believe if the Raiders had lost that game, they would have had to go to Kansas City. So I don't know that they really wanted to tie anyway. And then you have Patriots-Bills. That'll be interesting. I mean, look, mac and cheese has played really well, but we've seen when the Bills are actually able to throw the ball because it's not a snowstorm, you see what the difference is between a guy like Josh Allen and a guy like Mac Jones. So... It really just depends on the weather. Look up the weather, and I'll tell you who I think is going to win. And then you get Steelers-Chiefs. I mean, Sam, you talk about a, you talk about a game that I, I don't give anybody a chance. I don't give the Steelers any chance in that game at all. Oh, yeah, especially in Kansas City, and the Steelers just limping into the playoffs like they did. Yeah, that that's probably – right now I would say that's the safest bet. Chiefs right now going minus 13, so Vegas seems to more than agree on that. Yeah, it's more of that storybook stuff, right? It's more of that storybook stuff where Ben gets to say his last season he made the playoffs. But we all know how he actually made the playoffs. So, you think that, I mean, that's a wild card weekend. That's a wild card weekend. And you take, what you, you take your lumps, you know, you take what you can get. And if you're the Niners, I think you got to be happy, right? I, I mean, I don't think there's anyone the Niners should, quote, unquote, be afraid of besides the Packers, and the Niners have actually played pretty well against the Packers as well. So you get the Cowboys. The Cowboys have been pretty hot and cold. I think Kyle can come up with a game plan that's going to allow them to stick to what to stick to stick what they do best and allow these guys on the D-line to get after the quarterback and make sure that you keep that secondary in that bend-don't-break category. Because we, we, we know the secondary – isn't outstanding if I if I'm being nice about it. But if you can make sure that, you know, the, these wide receivers don't have time to dance around and get open, then you might have a shot. You might have a shot and offensively, again, I think that when you can run the football, control the clock, you can beat anybody. You can beat anybody. And we know the schemes that Kyle can come up with. And I think the Cowboys might not be ready. And let's not forget, McCarthy and his time management or lack thereof, there's something to that. There's something to that. And if you put them in a situation where they have to manage the clock, I don't think anybody is confident that McCarthy is going to do it the right way. I don't think anybody is confident in San Francisco 
in Santa Clara, or in Dallas. So if you can do those things, and we'll hear more as the week goes on about their game plan and and what they expect to do, I think the Niners should feel pretty good, all things considered. All things considered. So is Thumbgate over? That's that's my next question. Do we think, you know, obviously Jimmy's thumb, in theory, should continue to get better. It's getting, It's got another week of rest. Is the the I would assume at this point the there will be no more Trey Lance Jimmy G debates probably for the rest of the season right you get one more game and you just continue to play you continue to play and hopefully you get a victory and like you said you get into the tournament like Kyle said you get into the tournament you never know what's going to happen we got a five one zero number here on the on the Text line, good morning, great win by the 49ers. If we keep stopping the run, we can get Dak to make mistakes. This front seven is vicious Oreo cookie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I dip them in milk as well. They're not as vicious. But you hang in there and you make Dak uncomfortable, he gets uncomfortable quickly. And let's not forget, Dak doesn't only have to answer to his coaching staff. He's got to answer to Jerry Jones, and Jerry Jones is going to probably be on a world tour, right, this this whole weekend, talking about, this whole week, talking about what Dak hasn't done. I mean, imagine having your boss just kind of talk about your performance every time, every time you do something, whether it's up to snuff or not. Sometimes it's better just to to let it rock, but Jimmy never, but but Jerry Jones never does that. He never does that. So Dak always has extra pressure. He finally got paid. He finally got the bag. And now it, this is not, again, this is not some some swan song. Yeah, you got hurt last year, Dak, but we're, we still paid you, and we're still expecting you to do your job. And if he doesn't do his job, he's going to have issues. And hopefully, if you're a Niner fan, he doesn't. But, but we'll, when we come back on the pregame show, 95-7 The Game with Alan Siles, we're talking Clay Day. It's all T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Clay Day when we get back. Thank you for locking in with me. Good morning to you all. Let's keep it rolling. (laughs) 
Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Yes, yes, yes. We are back. 95.7 The Game, the pregame show. Alan Styles filling in for my guy, Stephen Langford. Before the break, we were talking Niners. We're going to get into Clay Day. We're going to get into it's just a great day in the Bay Area. A great day to be a Bay Area fan. Going to read off some texts real quick. 510 number says, be careful what you ask for. Dallas going to beat the brakes off SF. And I'm willing to bet that is a Cowboys fan living in the Bay Area. 650 number says, Jimmy will lose this. Another 650 number says, look, I'm a fan. I will always be happy with a win. I still feel we could have won better with Trey. It sucks to keep waiting with an I told you so. Hey, look, this is not necessarily the type of text that I thought that I would be reading on this victory Monday. But I get it. The expectations are high. The expectations are high. I do give the Niners a good shot against the Cowboys because just like with the Rams, styles make fights. And I think that the Niners' style is not something that's going to jive very well with the Cowboys. But we'll have to wait and see. Now it's time to get on to Clay Day. Okay, 408 number here says, Clay Day was a magical day, magical night. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And I got a lot of sound here that we want to get to. But let's just start with Clay himself on the ovation he got. That was awesome. I mean, I love our Warrior fans. They, uh, I know they were hurting for me the last two years, and that was special. I mean, I knew it was going to be electric tonight. I've tried to visualize this moment for years, really. Gosh, it was worth every second. I'm just excited to kind of get out the way now, and I can get back in the rhythm of things because the last two years was different with rehab, and now, like a computer, I have to reprogram my approach to everything, and that's a blessing. So I'm very thankful for that ovation and the love they showered me with tonight, and I will never forget that. There you go. I mean, look, everybody loves Clay. I, I don't think there, there's a Warrior fan or even a non-Warrior fan out there that doesn't love Clay. Even when the Warriors had Kevin Durant and everybody was upset about the Warriors creating this super team, anytime you would see a, a tweet or any type of social media post about the Warriors, it would say, I hate the Warriors, but I can't lie, I love Clay. It, th- that's just how he is. That's just how he is. So Clay Day, he comes out hot, 17 points. Seven for 18, three for eight from three. The One of the craziest dunks we've seen, is it crazy to say, in his career, right? I know he's had some yams before, but to do it in that way, just right out of the gate. And I said yesterday, I thought that, look, a three would be nice, but we know Clay's going to hit an open three. We know, you know, he's going to do those types of things. But to come out and go yammy time in front of the home crowd, before anybody even had time to sit down with their drinks, really, it was crazy. <laughs> it was it was crazy, man. It was crazy, and he did not disappoint. And look, nobody really cares about the box score. It was all about how Clay looked. He just looked good. And I know there's a lot of questions about him on defense, but yesterday, none of that mattered, okay? Steph quietly drops 28, 10 for 21 doesn't really matter. Hopefully that gets him out of his his slump, right? His mini slump. None of that mattered because Clay Thompson played basketball again. Clay miss, Clay day, it was all over. 
social media, other players giving him his due, saying how happy they were for him. And and I said it yesterday uh, from a from a, a tougher standpoint, how lonely it must have been for Klay Thompson at times where he can call people that have messed up their Achilles and he can call people that have messed up their ACL. But to do both in consecutive years and the second one so close to starting the season after rehabbing the year prior, I'm sure Clay had a lot of tough times. And because he is Clay and because he is such a positive guy, he was able to come out of it and the Warriors and Clay are going to be better for it. That's just that's just how I feel. Now, like we said, Clay came out and he scores his first bucket and everybody goes crazy. Let's hear Curry on the real story, the quote-unquote real story, on how he got that first bucket. The whole story is he drew, drew up a play to use Clay as like kind of a decoy to take a little bit of pressure off. And there was a second option where I was supposed to come off a screen. And then he, as he was drawing it up, he didn't even get to finish writing up the play. And Clay was like, no, can we switch it to the other side? Because that's his, he likes that way coming off of catch and shoot. And then coach is like kind of stumbled because he's like, no, there's another option at the end. Like you just oh, forget it. Just we're gonna run it over here. If you get it, just shoot it. And he, uh, that's what happened. So it was it was perfect. And he drove and got the finish. It was it was a good moment to get that one off the shores. And it's always great when it happens that way, right? We knew that they weren't going to you know, force feed Clay. And there were times yesterday where a couple passes went to Clay that probably should have went up his shots or probably went to somebody else. That was all expected. But all in all, I would say that is an outstanding, outstanding return for Clay. I personally thought he looked better than I, I thought he would. And I feel like most people would agree with that. Not that none of us really knew what to expect, but we did think that, okay, you know, and, and again, he comes out, dunks it right a three-pointer would have made you feel pretty good but to see him do something that athletic because that's been the whole thing this time right oh well clay can come back from this because he's not one of these explosive guys a la a russell westbrook or john morant he's somebody that you know he gets to his spot and he does certain things clay said well i got something for you too i got something for you too and he decided to put people on a poster but now that this has happened the return has happened. Clay Day has happened. We got some basketball to play. We got a lot of basketball to play against teams that are very good. All right? The honeymoon is over. Now you got to go to Memphis, where we know the Grizzlies play the Warriors tough. I don't know who saw that highlight yesterday of Ja Morant. He literally grabbed a ball off the like in the air with two hands. It was like a floater. He grabbed it. His head, I don't even know how high his head was. Okay, and you know the Grizzlies love to play the Warriors. As I always say, they become the 96 Bulls when they play the Warriors. You got the Grizzlies. Then you have a back-to-back in Milwaukee and in Chicago. So Clay will probably play the same amount of minutes, I would say, 15, 20 minutes. But, you know, now this team has to regroup and quite literally take this show on the road against three high-caliber teams, all while trying to introduce Clay to this team, and there were times where he and Wiggins kind of ran in the same direction, ran to the same spot. There was a little bit of miscommunication. Clay had a turnover or two, and yes, the Cavs are a good team, but they're missing Sexton. They're missing Rubio. 
they're not I don't think that they're the Grizzlies and I definitely don't think that they're the Bucks or the Bulls. So again, this is going to be, you know, really exciting times for the Warriors and really you get to see how you stack up. Obviously, this is not the clay that we're going to have at the end of the year or we hope not, right? And we talked yesterday with Nick Friedle. Do we think we'll see, you know, Clay his career averaged about 33 minutes a game? Do we think that we'll see that? And and based on and this is before the game. Now that we've seen this, it does seem like we will see 33 minutes at some point, probably obviously when we get to the playoffs. And as us Dub Nation fans know, that's all that really matters. That's all that really matters. So taking a look at some of Clay's career stats. 19.5 points per game while shooting 45% from the from the field, 41% from three-point range. That's what you're bringing back. That's what you're bringing back. And look, at the beginning of the season, there was a lot of talk about some of these young guys. Do, do you package them? We, we still don't know who they were going to get packaged for, but we're going to package them, right? Moody, Kaminga, Wiseman, package them. I, I, can't, I can't sit here and say I didn't think about it or at times didn't think – it might have been the right move. Clay and what he did yesterday showed the basketball world and specifically the Warriors that they have just made the best acquisition anyone is going to make all season. You know, the Lakers might make some moves. Some other teams might make some moves. The Warriors just brought back the second splash brother. And you can't beat that. You can't beat that. Now, you get them back, and they do it at a perfect time where you can start to start this transition, get them into the lineup, get other guys comfortable with the lineup. Think about this. This is not just about Clay. This is about the other guys that have been doing a really good job while Clay is out to keep the Warriors in the position that they're in and really exceed expectations. Jordan Poole, GP2, even JTA. Those guys, right, you put them in a position where they feel comfortable in their new role. Jordan Poole had a little mini slump before, after he, he went off, right, three games ago, the last two games didn't look too good. You put him in a position to feel comfortable. You put GP2 in a position to be comfortable. And we just got a text right here from a 408 number. The league is in trouble. Draymond didn't even play. Just watch. Boom. Boom. And I don't know if – I think even if they did put something out there, I don't really know. Uh, it was probably just a footnote because of all of the all of the Clay stuff. But, yeah, the Draymond kind of checking in when he really had no intention of playing. I thought that was cool. I, you know, he wanted to be a part of the starting lineup. We know better than anybody. We don't play with those calves. We don't play with those calf muscles. You got, you got issues, Draymond? Take your time now. Now, you hope that he does come back specifically for that back-to-back in Milwaukee and Chicago, but no. Does he need to play against the Cavs? I don't think so, and he didn't. The Warriors come out with the W. Looking at some other numbers here, Wiggins, 10 points, 3 for 9. Looney, 6 points. Klay Thompson with a 17. And you get Gary Payton with 9 points here. Jordan Poole with 14. Just got another, another text from the 408. GP2 needs a few more minutes. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out and what they think is going to be the best 
situation for this Warriors team. Because when I look at these rotations, you can put out a lineup of GP2, Clay, Iggy, Wiggins, Draymond. We could even talk about Kaminga at this point. And I know I named more than five people, but some type of some type of combination of that can really get these guys. I mean, I would call them the clamp squad. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna coin it right now. You put those guys out there in some form or fashion, and maybe you throw Steph out there because you can protect them now, even though Steph has really um, improved on the defensive end. But now, you know, everybody is switching everything anyway. It's the clamp squad. It's a clamp squad. And if GP2 can continue to shoot threes at this clip, now you're really playing with some found money that can put you in a position where when these teams try to go on a run or you just want to kind of hold them off, you're going to be able to do that very well with that lineup. And by the way, I've been I've been a little critical at times of Iguodala, but I understand what his role is. And I also think that the idea that Jordan Poole, in the, it gets said so often, Jordan Poole in the Iguodala role, GP2 in the Iguodala role, but also maybe it's just Iggy by committee. Right, And I'm going to keep saying it, Iggy by committee. First of all, Iggy's still on the team. Yesterday, he comes in, right? He, he plays once every, every four games or something like that. He's a plus 15. Four points, but he's a plus 15. It, it's just what he does. It's just what he does. Steph was a plus 23. Looney was a plus 19. Wiggins was a plus 16. These guys, Poole was a plus 17. These guys just know how to play together. And... When you look at the the requisite parts that this team has, there is no need to say that somebody needs to do more than the other, right? So maybe, and, and we know, you know I love my baseball analogies. We know how Steve Kerr is, and he's going to play this just like a baseball game. Matchups, right? Who works best, okay? If the other team has one of those highlight real point guards, like against Gri- the Grizzlies, maybe we see more GP2 than if, you know, when the Warriors face somebody like, I mean, the Suns have Chris Paul, but, you know, he, he's the way he plays isn't really like you need to shut him down per se. That That's when you hope a Wiseman comes back, right, to deal with Aiton. And maybe you bring in GP2, as I think about it, to handle Devin Booker and, and give Wiggins a rest. Or as Clay continues to to work through what he's working through on the defensive end, maybe you take care of it like that. But let's go back to Clay and let's talk about how he felt on his return and his first shot made. I was so excited. I saw Lane in the basket that I just took took the opportunity and it was a really tough floater. After that went in, I thought it was gonna be one of those nights where I might be unconscious, but missed a few shots after that. Might have been some jitters. And I'm just so happy right now i did not shoot as well as i wanted to but i'm just so happy i can even look at the stat sheet and see my name there and see the shot my shot attempts makes all the stats again and minus two that's no good but at least i'm here because the work it took to get here is it was incredible so i'm just very very happy right now i mean if that doesn't put a smile on your face on this victory monday morning i don't know what will right obviously there's x's and o's box scores, and like I just said, like I've just been talking about, these teams are going to bring their best at the Warriors. The honeymoon is over 
but it was fun while it was. But just to hear Clay say, to even say his name on the stat sheet, really just gives me chills even just 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 hearing it right now because we can't understand what Clay is going through as one of the the, the top athletes of you could even make an argument of all time. I saw a text earlier about him being the 76th best player of all time. I know he – what did he wear, the, the jersey that was 77 or something like that, 76 or 77 from a 4015 number. But he just loves the game, man. And anybody that does love anything, whether it's sports, whether it's music, whatever hobby you have, to not be able to do that for, what was it, 491 days, and you were able to do that on the highest level, it's got to be a feeling that nobody can even explain. And I can't wait for all the the documentaries and, and kind of biographies and everything on Clay and what he went through to get there. And he's such a fan favorite. I think that's why everybody has always rooted for him. Let's hear Steve Kerr on why he thinks the fans love Clay so much. He's been here, you know, since the beginning. It's uh, He's homegrown. He's... Uh, won three championships. He's provided some of the biggest thrills uh, for these fans over the last decade that they've ever experienced. And, and uh, he sort of feels like, you know, uh, one of them, you know, everybody connects with him because he's just authentic. Uh, He's just clay. And uh, I think everybody appreciates that. And, you know, they see him with his dog or on his boat and, you know, there's just clay is clay and everybody, Everybody loves that. Yeah, he is who he is. He is who he is. And he's so authentic in that there's no, you know, he's not fake at all. He is he is who he is. He does what he needs to do. He grabs his lunch pail every single day, heads into the office, and then hangs out with his dog or goes on his boat, right? Clay only likes a couple things in life. Or so it seems. I don't know him personally, but or so it seems. So to take away one of those things, which is also his livelihood, I can only imagine what he had to go through, and we can't be happier for his return. Going back to the text line, we got an 831 number here. Clay delivering like only he can in his return last night. It's so true. It's so true. I saw something about how many shots he took in, and, and Steph saying that was just so Clay. The whole thing was so Clay. The whole night was so Clay, and we were so happy to to kind of enjoy it for him through the lens. And if you were in the building last night, definitely hit up the text line or call in 888-957-9570. How does it feel? How did it feel? I saw the videos, and I, I had to turn the volume on my phone down. That's how loud it was. You could barely hear them saying his name, but we knew who it was. We knew who it was. Yesterday, me and Dan Devone talked about the over-under. I forgot to actually time how long the ovation was when they announced his name. I think we said it at 45 seconds or something like that. When they announced his name and also when he checked in after the substitution, right, when he came out the first time. And it was, just, it was just a great day on so many levels. But again, taking it back to the fact that this is a team – that is trying to take care of business, and this is a team that is trying to get back to the promised land, there have been times when Steph isn't in, when Jordan Poole isn't in, the offense has struggled, okay? This not only fixes that, but now you can put out these new types of lineups that you haven't been able to 
to to put out before. I mean, you know, when we when you you love Otto Porter Jr., you love JTA, but when you're in a situation that you you're you know you have the Chiozas of the world kicking it out to JTA, and there's a little bit of hot potato going on there because nobody really feels that comfortable to shoot. Igadala, like we said, like I said, I've been tough on him before. His three just hasn't seemed to come back. And you really got to hope that it comes back before the playoffs start. He's got plenty of time. We know he's a big shot maker. So maybe he's just saving them for when they really matter. We'll go with that. But this offense has struggled. And again, the, the, the slump that Steph has gone through. Maybe he's just tired. Maybe his shoulders hurt. Maybe he needs an alleve. From, from carrying the team these last couple years. And that's no disrespect to Draymond. But offensively, carrying this team. Now you get your splash brother back, right? Now some of that pressure is off of you. It's not, okay, well, we're going to key in on him. Let's not forget when you get to the playoffs and how teams are we're just going to sell out on Steph. And we love the strides that Jordan Poole has made. Jordan Poole is not Klay Thompson. And Steve Kerr, I'm sure he's already had this conversation. Jordan Poole doesn't need to be Clay Thompson, but he needs to be Jordan Poole. And what I mean by that is you can't change how you play the same way, the same way Clay didn't change the way he played when KD got here. Jordan Poole, you can't change the way you play either. You can't change the way you play either because we're going to need all of that. And all, all of that talk about the Warriors could maybe win the championship without Clay. I'm pretty sure that's pretty quiet now. And not just because they dropped two games, because at times you you did look around and think, I mean, in the playoffs, are, are, do we really want to count on some of these role players to take care of the offensive end when they sell out on Steph? Well, now you got the 77th best player in the NBA back, and you just added him with the best shooter of all time. 408 number says, They're so deep you can play chess with other teams. I agree. You don't know what they're going to – these rotations, they're almost too many options. You know, it's like a Rubik's Cube. There's there's so many ways to go about this. And Steve Kerr is probably feeling like a kid in a candy store. And I know they don't want to get too ahead of themselves and they want to make sure Clay gets back and they've done an outstanding job, whether you are, you know, the training staff – uh, even the practice players that have helped Clay get back, the G Leaguers, all those guys to get Clay to where he is now. It's been a team effort, but as you move forward, you can't help but be excited about what Clay is going to be able to do and bring to this team. And I can't wait to see it, and I'm sure Dub Nation can't wait to see it. Victory Monday, Niners take care of business. Clay returns. It's a great day. Niners will take care of Dallas. You heard it here first. We're going to see how everything breaks down. But thank you for listening to me, Alan Siles, on the pregame show, 95-7 The Game, filling in for Stephen Lanford. Until next time, have a good morning, everybody. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.